4: Really is the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. We're cruising. Eric Penkins will join us a little bit later on as well. I am Gabriel Moranci. I see John Doe in Sacramento uh, saying, Ask Babano what uh, he said about you on the Ice Guy show. I was unaware, Babano was talking about, about me on the Ice Guy show. What's this about? What's this about, John Doe? Uh, yeah, I know. I was pretty nice to him tonight, too. What's this about? You know what, Matias, It's probably fair. We say a lot of things about a lot of people, so <laughs> I'm pretty good with that. put I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but now, now I'm intrigued. In the
5: chat, I missed this. I, I would have asked her. I bet you it's about the phone. It has to be about the phone and how how it's working perfect on the ice, guys, and they threw you under the bus or something like that.
4: Yeah, John Doe, please, please share. Please, please do. Please let us know what he said. <laughs> Where's my pen? Where's my pen?
5: Uh, <laughs> John Doe just puts Bobano under the bus, but doesn't drive over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I'll be ready you to go on Sunday. That's
4: why I'm asking. Way. That's why I'm asking for my pen. Uh, why, I'm going to take a note here. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it up like I'm going to tack it somewhere. <laughs> or on Sunday, I look up and I'll be like, hey, no, oh, be oh, "Hey, Bobano, I heard you were talking about me on the show last week. What's that about?" I say say, what, "What, what, what were you saying?" Alright, uh,
5: where's uh, where's uh, where's John Doe at? What the hell was he saying? John Doe can't flake out now, you know, he already, he already, went, he I know, sword. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those people,
4: players. yeah, yeah, when someone says, oh, I saw your girlfriend out last night, oh yeah, where, and then they sort of tail off, well, well, it's like, no, finish what you said, <laughs> you, know, you, right? you already
5: lit, you already lit the fire, the fire, yeah, is yeah, lit. exactly, already, <laughs> there's no fire extinguisher, you can't around. come in here and say, hey, <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, you know what, good call by Matthias, uh, Babano was saying that uh, I get on him about his phone sucking and stuff. What else would it be about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you know what though? I say, I helped Babano the other night. His microphone was broken and he didn't realize. And I told him, I said, Babano, your microphone's broken. He goes, Is it? And he did a whole show. He said, oh, I was wondering why it sounded different. I said, because it's not working. That's what's the best. I said, that sounds different because it's not working. That's why. Because it's like, not working. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you're using the computer speaker and it sounds all echoey. It yeah, happen.
4: yeah, because I, I said, are you talking right now? He goes, I'm talking right into the mic. I said, well, it doesn't matter because if the mic doesn't work, it's not, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're talking right into it. Uh, God bless him. Uh, it's all, it's all, uh. It's uh, it's all good. No, his phone sounded good tonight. He really did. Not one problem. He got through it. It sounded great. It, 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 sound, it sounded very good. All right. So I threw this out here, out there earlier. Uh, Flames, Flames and Oilers playing for the first time since uh, 1991. So a beer was three dollars in 1991. Now it's nine seventy five. It's not a can of beer. It says it's a it's draft, a cup. It says a cup. A cup of beer was $3. Now a cup of beer is 9.75. Oh, yeah the Late night anger management Class This is Sports rage. I am Arantia, The pips The players The hustlers The people That bust Them And everybody Else in Between Game 1 Is done uh, I'm assuming Patrick Beverly Is going to go On TV Tomorrow And say That Luka Doncic Sucks Right <laughs> Ain't nobody Scared of Luka We go to the Strip club The night Before we Play Luka
5: <laughs> He gave him A lot of praise Today though He gave him A lot of praise Saying that Nobody could Stop him At all And he was Dropping names About anybody That can't Stop Luka He's like, You think that They're going to stop Luca.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's because he's been lit up. He's been lit up. And, man, the NBA is really, like, off the, like, I like it. I like it. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, we all complain that, that athletes don't say anything or, like, hockey players are boring as hell. They never say anything. Um... NBA players are just, like, it's just, like, lit this week, man. It's lit. Like, Danny Green. Danny Green's, like, one of the nicest guys in the league. Danny Green's telling Beverly to shut up now. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's, like, ripping Jalen Brown, right? He's, like, uh, he goes, they drafted Jalen Brown to be the next Jimmy Butler. He goes, you ever heard anyone get drafted to be the next Jalen Brown? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like, it's like Jimmy, you won one game, bro. Settle down, man. Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that was his line. That's what <laughs> That's he said. I know. Yeah. That's a great line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said they took Jalen Brown third overall to be the next me. He goes, You ever heard anybody get drafted to be the next Jalen Brown? Right. <laughs> I'll catch you. Like <laughs> I don't know, But it's like, dude, you're one game man in the series. Like shut up you you like. Wait till you talk. Even when you talk, man. Hey, listen. I don't like the way Kawhi walked uh, away from a championship team, but at least Kawhi doesn't talk. <laughs> These guys just talk, talk, talk. But I love what. I'm a big Danny Green fan. All right, Danny Green's a winner. And um, so Danny Green took offense. He went on the inside the Green uh, podcast, and uh, he took offense to uh, to the comments about Chris Paul. Uh, he goes, people target you too, Pat Bev. He said, you ain't playing no effing defense out there. You ain't stopping Luca. It's time and time again. I see you call Luca calling you a little man, saying you're too effing small. He goes at you every chance he gets. When you play Luca, you're a cone too. How do you like that? You're talking about a Hall of Famer. All right. More NBA gossip and chaos on the other side. <laughs>
1: That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night at management
4: class. This is Sports Rage. I ain't Gable Patrick Beverly, listen, good on him in the sense that He's let's call it off for what it is. He's bigged himself up. He is a good defensive player, but he's bigged himself up and he's very similar to like a like an average UFC fighter that just talks so much smack that he's on TV all the time. Type of deal. Right? Like you know what I mean? Like Beverly's talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And everyone's like, you know what I mean? The gallery's eating it up, and everyone's loving it and stuff. But it's gonna be real next year, man. It's gonna be real. And like, look, like, look at Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins isn't an offensive guy or anything, right? And Kendrick Perkins said, I saw Kendrick per- Perkins tweet, and he said, I counted, I got 37 NBA players coming at me. He said 37. Because he, uh, Kendrick Perkins ripped Chris Paul. Uh, and he said 37 guys went at him. He said, I got messages or text messages from 37 people in the NBA telling me to, like, to shut up. Right? So, like, Chris Paul is the head of the players union, guys. Not everybody dislikes him. And he's a freaking Hall of Famer. And he got Beverly running his mouth. So, Beverly's running his mouth all the time. But listen, and on the flip side, though, a lot of people don't like Chris Paul as well. But it doesn't mean that Chris Paul can't ball. But a lot of people don't like him. I mean, look what happened when he went back to the Clippers. They had to call the cops in and stuff. Like, the police had to come. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the cops were like, "Hey, yeah, this is real. Like, these guys aren't just, this isn't a basketball fight. Like, they tried, remember, they they tried to break into the room and stuff. Chris Paul knew another do, door into the Clipper room. And, like, it got, it got hostile. So, like, you know, Chris Paul does seem to rub people the wrong way. But I'm just saying, as far as Beverly is concerned, you can see him doing his thing, and now, like a guy like Damian Lillard, who actually is a superstar, telling him, like, bro, like, you're nobody. Right, like you talk a lot for a nobody. Like Beverly has talked so much and been a bully. Now, like other bullies are sort of looking over at him. You know what I mean? And coming over and going, "Yo, you let's go. You you want to run your mouth? Run your mouth to me, right?" And you notice <laughs> Beverly didn't have a lot to say to Dame Lillard, right? But but um, you know. And but on the on the other side of this, and I'm not saying that Beverly's the worst guy in the world. I think he's annoying personally. I think he's annoying. I I've never been a big fan of his. And I you remember during the playoffs I didn't like him. I was like, dude, you are jumping on the table like a jackass and stuff. Like, whatever, bro. You know what I mean? Like you you think you carried this team here? So, you know like he's always just sort of been a hanger on, that you know what I mean? But he, I don't dispute the fact that when he pushed Chris Paul in the back, nobody did anything, right? You know what I mean? He was right calling Phoenix soft, but everyone does know Phoenix are soft. They are a finesse team, right? And it it is what it is. But so, to, but to me, I think he's crossed the line. I think he's put a massive target on his back next year, because now. And it's not just all because he said something about Chris Paul. Now, you know, they're going to see all of them. All these guys are going to see him, and they're going to think, man, this guy's making money. He's going to get a TV, and he's going to make a podcast deal and all this, and he runs his mouth. And you see real, like, that's what I like about the NBA right now. All these guys on podcasts, they're all keeping it real. And there's a lot of guys that are going to say before the game, I'm going to F this guy up, man. <laughs> like, they're like, I'm going to go right at Beverly. And I'm going to mess him up, and, and we're going to see how much smack talk he talks after. Cause, and another thing is, if he talks so much, you know that he's going to talk about you if he stops you. So, you know, Beverly's really raised it up a notch. Yeah, he's a decent defensive player, but whatever. I agree with Matt Barnes. You know, you're just there. You know what I mean? You're good. You know what I mean? Like, But, you, you know, you're there. But uh, So Danny Green said, people target you too. You ain't playing no effing defense out there. You ain't stopping Luka. It's time and time again I see Luka calling you a little man. Luka's telling you that you're too effing small all the time. He goes at you every chance he gets. When you play Luka, you're a cone too. When you're talking about a Hall of Famer, you can critique, but the disrespect was taken too far. I think uh, Beverly just used this platform because he has an issue with Chris, and he used it as a personal vendetta, taking a lot of his anger uh, out on him. I thought it was unfair to Chris, and I'm sure a lot of people felt the same. A lot of guys in the league. I don't mind the guys critiquing players, but when you're a role player, to disrespect the Hall of Famer is too far. Calling somebody a cone is disrespectful, bro. Um, I don't care, says, uh, says Danny Green. But, so through all this, through all this, um on the other side of it, Beverly is embracing, you know, what I mean he he's playing the media, man, he's doing it marvelously. We live in a smack talk society. If Patrick Beverly donated, if Patrick Beverly donated 5 million dollars to a children's hospital, and, and did a video about that. Or Patrick Beverly does a video in which he talks about how he can go to a strip club or go out drinking the night before he plays Chris Paul because he's a cone. We're going to get more retweets. People like negativity. People like smack talk. How the hell is Colby Covington? Why is Colby Covington Colby Covington? Why is, you know what I mean, Talking you know, on some talk radio and cable news what it is. You know what I mean? The more garbage you talk, the more money you make. You know what I mean? I don't know why I have a conscience because I can make a hell of a lot more money than I do just saying things I don't believe, but I can't do it. I actually do believe in a higher power. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I see somebody's host and I'm like, man, all right, you're making four mil a year, but you are going to go straight to hell. I hope you realize this. Like well, at least I hope they do. Otherwise I really missed out. (laughs) If I find out after that no, it didn't matter, you could have been a big ass jerk. I probably would have been a bigger jerk. But going back to like a UFC correlation, you get what I'm saying, Matthias? You know what I mean? the more you talk in the ufc right it's like society the more you talk and anything, the louder you are the brasher you are the more confident in you know in yourself you are the more you're willing to insult others that you are you make a name for yourself Absolutely. and beverly Absolutely. is a role player in the nba bro who suddenly people are going to be like you got to get this guy on tv you got to get this guy a big time podcast right he's made a name for himself he's going to make money so I give him credit for that. Like, he's he's doing, he knows, you know what I mean? He knows what he's doing. He's doing this deliberately as well. Everybody gets the game.
5: But at the same point in time, people are going to come at his ass hard next year on the court now. No, they are, Gabe. You're 100% right. You know, one thing I don't like about what Beverly did, I, I, I'm a Beverly guy. Once he plays on your team, you you understand why you like Beverly. He does a lot of little things. But at the end of the day, it, after he pushed Chris Paul, he said that he squashed that with Chris Paul, and then he started talking about him <laughs> yeah. and his history with Chris Paul, with the camps, and how they've known each other, you know, since they've pretty much been in the league. And he kind of made it seem like they were buddy-buddy, and, you know, that that's just basketball. So to, so to come out and kind of, like, throw him under the bus like that and call him a coach, and and all that nonsense it just really contradicted it because i do follow the things that beverly says believe it or not and i do remember when he squashed the beef with chris paul forget that that was never squashed that was fake i I don't appreciate that you know as a fan i don't appreciate that type of nonsense
4: yeah and and also what do you do he ratted out uh he ratted out a conversation he had with uh, paul george too right yeah with paul george oh yeah i'm not gonna say who i was talking yeah. to.
5: actually you know it's screw it i was talking to paul george it's like what
4: <laughs> that's another thing it's like all right beverly if you're gonna run your mouth bro like don't start bringing other people into this oh yeah yeah chris paul uh uh you know sucks and uh, paul george agrees with me he's a jerk, right? Like. It's like, bro, like, you can see J.J. Like Beverly's like, you and me need to have a show together. Do you see J.J. Reddick? Sort of like, hey, 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 like, Well, I don't think so. Like, sort of like, I, you know, Beverly's like, oh, I love J.J. Reddick. He's like, yeah,
2: he means, he's playing hard, man. i tell you that. He's, he's playing the game. Eric Pink is next.
3: Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
0: Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful?
4: The Late Night Anchor Mansport Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Rancy, Sirius XM Channel 159. a am or 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's do this thing. Let's talk basketball with the salary cap strategist, capologist, writer, instructor at Sports Biz Class, and, of course, writes at the Bleacher Report. Eric Pincus steps up and in. Eric, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. How you doing? Well, doing great. Thanks for having me on. So there's a lot of stuff uh, to break down. Let's start off uh, with the NBA draft lottery. I guess uh, you, you figure by uh, by definition of the mathematics uh, of it, eventually the Orlando Magic will get good, right, Eric? <laughs> Considering <laughs> all the top picks that they've had. The broken clock is right twice a day type of deal. But, man, these guys, uh, these guys uh, strike gold again. They win the lottery. What's your take? Uh, well, it's interesting because um, – the, the, this is not
6: a team that is a stranger to number one. They've gotten number one before. They got Dwight Howard, of course. And they did pretty well in the last draft. Uh, Jalen Suggs had an okay rookie year, but Franz Wagner was really, really good. And then you throw in another piece. Plus, you have uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, they have some decisions to make with Mobamba, who's a free agent, restricted free agent. They could go in several ways. One of them is Jabari Smith, uh, who's a really nice uh, scoring Forward, he can uh, hit, hit the three. Really athletic, uh, and you know, obviously these guys coming into the draft are, are coming off of one one year as a, a, a freshman. So it's, you know, it takes a minute for their their bodies to catch up. But he's a, a tremendous upside play. And then you've got Chet Holmgren, who's a uh, a legit seven-foot kid who defends well, uh, can score, and also can shoot the three a bit. Uh, maybe not high percentage, but um, it shows he's willing to take that shot and can hit him in volume. So I think that that's probably... They're between those two guys. They need to make that decision. I think I would lean a little bit towards them going with Jabari because then they could keep Mobamba, keep Wendell Carter Jr., who both play center, and then you you have that forward. If you get Chet, then you probably need to move. Bomba via side entrance, find a way to get some value back. It may be a little bit more complicated, but they're going to take the best player available. I wouldn't count out uh, Bancero, or Bancaro. uh Palo, who's a, a really nice scoring forward. Don't think they go with Jaden Ivey, who's a nice guard because they've got so many guards over in Orlando.
4: Is this, is this one of these drafts? Because sometimes it happens to teams where, I remember it happened to the Raptors many years ago. Uh, they won the lottery, and uh, Bargnani was the best player on the board, and we know how that worked out, right? So, But is this, are, are any of these guys? sort of because it seems to me that you know jabari smith's not a slam dunk to be a superstar chad is not a slam dunk to be a superstar you know it could be a, a keegan murray it could be a Jaden ivy and i'm not saying that they'll go first overall but we really don't know who the best player in this draft is really like you know what i mean would you agree that that there's not that it's not yeah, that yeah. slam dunk prospect you know what i mean what you know, we're coming off of one of the
6: best drafts we've had in years. Uh the last one with guys like uh you know Mobley and uh, Scotty Barnes who won rookie of the year. I mean Oh a, Cunningham, like, what he a draft. Back, you know. But you said yeah, Suggs I mean, wasn't he,
4: bad, but compared to the other guys he didn't look as good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right.
6: I mean it, it, he was just it takes a while to learn how to play in the NBA. He had injuries and he didn't shoot well. I think he'll he's still a good player. I think he'll still develop. And that's kind of that's kind of what most of of these picks are. Someone more like Suggs who will be a great player potentially, but you don't know, and and they need some time. And, and, I mean, look, there was Ja, there was Zion. We've had some really incredible, like, these guys are going to be great. I think this is more of a draft that's going to look more like where there's a Damian Lillard who's not top five, or Donovan Mitchell. You know, guys who are in that group who maybe teams don't identify as the clear more front winner. And so I think Chet is one of those guys. Yeah, he made 100% hit. Uh, it's difficult drafting a center. You look at history and you see guys like Greg Odin. You see a lot of bigs who were like, you know, it's like you took Odin or you took, you know, I mean, if you go back far enough, Michael Jordan, you know, guys ahead of him where, you know, they just. You're going with the size and maybe not the best player. But I do think that Chet has a lot of talent, and I do think that there's a place for him in this league to be a really high-impact player. But I I agree that it's not necessarily a, this is like you have to get number one because this guy is going to be a superstar on day one.
4: Eric Pink is uh, with us, and I want to talk about the teams that are playing uh, still right now. Uh, But... uh... You wrote a story about the Los Angeles Lakers and their mismanagement over the years and sort of how they've gotten to the spot that they're in right now. And I saw a report earlier in the day today that all coaching candidates are being asked how they are going to handle Russell Westbrook and what their approach would be with Russell Westbrook. And number one, I'm thinking, well, who is they? Who even runs this organization? Like, who's who's they? Who's holding meetings with who? So that, that's number one. And number two, is it just me or the Lakers? Like, are they... The level of disrespect that we saw with Chris Paul earlier in the week, the vitro and all this, even from the media and Beverly and and, and, and everything is one thing. But, we, you know, look at the way Frank Vogel was treated on the way out. And, you know, Russell Westbrook didn't run anyone over Eric, right? He signs with the Lakers. He goes, he goes back home. And he's been turned into, like, public enemy number one in the city. Like I, To me, I'm just looking at this, and I'm thinking, man, this is a train wreck, number one, and if I'm in the league, I wouldn't want any part of this. I wouldn't want any part of this organization, and it's crazy to say that out loud about the Lakers. What's your take, Eric? Well, you, you, there's a lot there. I mean, you, they traded for Russell Westbrook. That was a,
6: a, a bold decision, and you can argue uh, pretty clearly the wrong decision, right? Like, they gave up a lot of depth. <laughs> What I think the Lakers were, after they won their title, uh, is equivalent to the Miami Heat last year. Like, the Heat just didn't have the legs, and now we're seeing the real Heat. They just needed to, you know, the the, the quick turnover uh, season to season, it was the shortest turnover uh, in, in, really, professional sports history. And so I just think the Lakers didn't have the legs to repeat, and then the front office sort of, Overcorrected when it was really just stay the course add more talent but keep that core together they didn't and that's kind of where they are as far as who's making these decisions ultimately it's rob polinka uh that's what he said at, at exit interviews he's really taking the the public um you know i guess the the public uh target, but uh, above him you have, of course, Jeannie Buss, who's the governor. Uh, her key advisor is Linda Rambis, she has been around. I mean, she's in Showtime, the the, the, the HBO Max series. Like, she's, That's how long she's been around the organization. And, of course, her husband is Kurt Rambis, longtime Laker uh, player and has coached in the league and has been an executive in the league. You, you may like him, you may dislike him. It, 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 that's a different story. But See, If it, I'm
4: it, an agent, Eric, interest. I'm just being real. If I'm an agent, I'm already tuned out. You know what I mean? I'm like so what, what are we doing here? Who am I talking to? Like, yes, you know, no, you, know like you get my point. Yeah, but there's also guys who are, who, I don't want to say desperate, but there are guys
6: desperate for yep. jobs. You know, like <laughs> You're like shock, yeah. Yep. There's, there's only, <laughs> really, there were three, three coaching jobs open this summer, right? The Kings have made their decision. Charlotte's going to make their next decision. Seems like they're pushing a little faster than the Lakers. And L.A. is going to wait out and probably see if, you know, a Quinn Snyder or Doc Rivers becomes available. But it kind of raises your point that would an established coach, that probably, like, if Doc Rivers gets fired by the Sixers, He's got two, three years of money coming, so he doesn't have to rush back to a job. And Quinn Snyder, he's under contract. He doesn't, you know, so there's. It,
4: it, what about Atkinson there? What, what, what about Atkinson? Are you buying into that, or is he not sexy, flashy enough of a name for them? Oh, I, I
6: don't. I, I mean, the names you look at, I don't know if they've looked at a ton of sexy names, and I think really going for a sexy name is probably the opposite of what they should do. Go for, you know, quality instead of flash. Um, I, I think Atkins, I I don't know the results of any... I don't know the what their take is on the Atkinson interview. I've gotten a sense, um, you know, from people I've spoken to uh, from their first wave of candidates that they were impressed by Terry Stotts, and, and Stotts is a guy who wants to coach again. He's you know, to take a job and, and if you could turn around the Lakers, that's that's a huge, uh, you know, accomplishment um, in guys like Darvin Ham uh, really represented himself. Well, he's with the Bucs, a longtime assistant, was an assistant with the Lakers for a bit. Uh, and for your your chance to get that first time job, that, that's uh, it's one of those things where you know you, you want to be careful because at one on one hand you really really want to get that job and you may never get that opportunity again. On the other hand, you don't want to be like Byron Scott who took the Cavs job and then LeBron left, so he, he never got to coach LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, you know the, the, the rebuild. So you know it's a, it's a tough tough business because there's only thirty teams and jobs come up, but they only come up so often and in. In the entire world, there's 30 30 coaches, 30 NBA coaches, so... Uh, I, I think the Lakers are not in an absolute they are dead-in-the-water position, but at the same time, there's a lot to question.
4: I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I remember when um, we heard the reports, the coaching fraternity's not happy the way they treated Frank Vogel. Uh, they're going to have a hard time. I said, yeah, as if. <laughs> you know what I mean, you put a check on the table for $8 million a year. and you know, I kidded at the time. I said, uh, they'll, they'll take the job and take Frank Vogel out for dinner after. Sorry, Frank, I didn't have a choice. I, I was just too much too good of an opportunity so we got about a minute uh, left uh, here Um, what do you make of uh, the the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat kind of a difficult situation not knowing the full health uh, situation of the Boston Celtics uh, moving forward Uh, but what, what, what was your takeaway from game one and what do you think about game two?
6: Well, I, I I didn't take too much away from it. I mean, Boston really showed that they can compete against the Heat with shorthanded, but ultimately not you know win a game like that. Jimmy Jimmy Butler's ridiculous and it's really impressive to watch. I think ultimately this series is very close and very tight because both teams play defense, both teams can score neither is like an offensive powerhouse. And I think that at full strength, it's, it's close to a draw without Horford without smart. I mean, it's, it's a pretty easy series, not easy, but it definitely favors Miami. So hopefully just in the name of competition, the Celtics will get hold pretty quickly and we'll see some
5: better basketball.
4: Uh, Eric, it's always a pleasure. i man. I know you're busy. Thanks, Thanks a lot for taking the time to beat us. I- I want to do this sooner rather than later uh, down the road and just sort of get caught up and talk about all these free agents and then the cap issues because, man, we know. I mean, you got Westbrook, uh, you got Aiton, uh, we got the Levine situation. Uh, there's all kinds of great storylines right now. It's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for the time. All right, anytime. Thanks for me
1: That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
4: Halfback passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Halfback passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. Late night anger management class. This is Sports I am Aranci. I'm throwing it down to Wicked Wednesday. It's been quite the adventure uh, this evening so far. Uh, Tonight hasn't it been. The Ranger Redhead Cam Stewart was in the house. Babano. We took a bunch of golf calls and golf picks. It was nice hearing from Lisa. Uh, We had Lisa in Oklahoma, Bob in Vermont, uh, Rigatoni Al, Rigatoni Al in cottage uh, country, and um, it's a big, big night of soccer uh, tonight, and day of soccer, and uh, Matthias, you're a big soccer fan, we've got something for every occasion, we've got something for every occasion, Eintracht Frankfurt, champions.
5: And uh, look at this! Look at this bad Very impressive. I'm very, very impressed right now with your actions to whip out a Frankfurt jersey like that, just like that, in the being your closet. I gotta say that's impressive.
4: Yeah, I'm old school. I've been a uh, Frankfurt supporter for uh, for years. Didn't talk about they it much because the, I didn't talk about it much because of the playoffs going on and everything. And the Europa kind of snuck up on us. Um, Cam's actually a Ranger fan. He didn't like it. I was talking smack to him after the match. (laughs) Oh, gutted for the Rangers. Gutted for them. He he didn't expect me to bust this out. But, uh, yeah, Yeah, I've had this.
5: Nobody did.
4: (laughs) Sweet jersey, though. Absolutely. That's a sweet jersey. That's a classic. Long sleeve. You know, the problem is it's white, and I've had it for, like, 20 years. Normally, I I wouldn't have it something this long, but, um... It was given to me, and uh, my father married a woman from Frankfurt, so my father lived in Frankfurt, so um, I, I got this, like, seriously, like, 20, 20 years ago or something, it's pretty pretty good shape, considering, like, I've done a nice job keeping it in good shape, but after 20 years, there's going to be a couple of, you know, it's going to be a couple of,
5: uh, couple of late nights that you can't erase from a white jersey, Matthias. Of course, of course. I, I got to give them some props, Gabe. They did not take the easy road to the championship, beating Barcelona and then beating West Ham. You know, a magical run for them. Even though it was only a Europa League, but still, yet when you beat Barcelona and West Ham and then you get to the finals and you beat the Rangers in penalty shootout, you know that's magical. You know,
4: now they make some money. They'll be able to sign more players, uh, play play in the Champions League. Um, there's a lot to. Uh, there's a lot to aspire for uh, right now. Listen, it was their first title in 40 years, bro. Right? Like, I've had this jersey for, like, 20-plus years, and they've never been good. <laughs> it's been one of those deals. Like, I used to bet no, on for, for, them. Exactly. And I was like, wow, well, no, it's not. You know what I mean? It's not the best idea to bet on these guys in the Bundesliga. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, it was a magical year. It kind of flew under the radar with everything that's going on. We didn't even get to the messy talk this week. And, like I said, it was a big night MLS soccer tonight. FC Dallas are a good team. They you know, they they're a good side and uh, they got shocked tonight by uh, by the Vancouver Whitecaps. The Whitecaps um Whitecaps last year made the made the playoffs in the MLS and they went on a late run like they They were undefeated in, like, 18 of their last 20 games type of deal. Basically, the Whitecaps would always win at home or tie on the road. And they did it for, like, a couple of three months in a row type of thing. But they've been struggling so far this year. And um, they had a three-game homestand where it was pretty much like, you better do something here, right? Or, you know, Steve Nash is one of the co-owners, NBA, uh, Steve Nash, legend. Uh, at Brooklyn Net head coach, actually, he's one of the he's one of the owners of the Vancouver Whitecaps. So uh, they fired a coach last year that had a winning record, right? Like um, you know, like <laughs> they they were on like a seven or eight game unbeaten streak and they fired the coach. So I didn't think they would have fired a the coach. They liked the coach, but I'm just stating there was it, there was a little bit of a sense of panic uh, going on with the Whitecaps. So they had a three game homestand against TFC, and it was nil nil. And somehow Vancouver won in like the 92nd minute. Like they scored in um, in injury time to win the match. They, so they get the three points. Uh, uh, San Jose Earthquakes over the weekend, wild game. It was like back and it was crazy. It was a crazy game. All right, it was one. It was one nothing for the Caps. Next thing you knew, like uh, San Jose kept scoring. The next thing you know, whatever three three draw. So they get a point. And then FC Dallas. And I'm kicking myself because I bet the draw tonight in this game, Matthias. I didn't think I did wasn't really I didn't think the White were going to beat them. Whitecaps were big underdogs tonight, even on their home pitch. And I was like, you know what? I think they can get a draw out of this. And I thought that would be a pretty successful like result for them, to be honest, to get a draw against FC Dallas. And they end up, dude, it was 1-1. There was a penalty kick late. Cavallini uh, buries it. Vancouver White Caps win. And um, you know, a big. big uh, So they get seven of a possible uh, nine points, which I think is, is about all you can ask right now. One thing about the MLS season, it's a very long season, even though this year it is going to be a little bit shortened because the World Cup is around the corner, which leads me into Messi, which we didn't get to. And good call by you last week, Matias, or two weeks ago when we were talking about Messi. And, you know, there was talk about Messi coming to the MLS. And it happened a hell of a lot quicker, and the news came out quicker than we thought. And we discussed what's the best markets uh, for him. And it was Miami, right? Like Miami, dude. Like those people from like 52 countries or something, like, you know, that live in the Miami area, and they all speak the same language, even though they're from different countries. And they all know who Messi is. Messi's just made for Miami. Like you know what I mean? He'll fit. He'll fit right in. He'll like it. Uh, he'll like the weather. He'll like the you know the culture and everything. My question to you, Matthias, is how good is Messi still right now? Like, what's the level oh. of his play right now? How good is he right now? Because. A lot of people think that Argentina are a sleeper to win the World Cup. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, imagine the bounce that the MLS would get off of that if Messi and Argentina win the World Cup and then he comes to the MLS. That would be
5: crazy. Yeah, that, that would be very special. You know, wishful thinking, that's for sure. You know, Argentina hasn't won since <laughs> since the early 90s. And you were the that's one that was winning. telling me to last month that they're going to win. Of course, but you know how it is in the World <laughs> Cup. It just takes a couple of injuries and then the whole thing oh. is derailed, you know? I've I already lost your confidence. Well, I think I'm losing a bit of my confidence because of what's happening with the United States men's national team. And, you know, uh, three months ago, we were stoked. We're getting out of the group. If the World Cup started today, I wouldn't be so confident. USA lost three of its best players down to major injury on their club teams. It could happen just like that. You know, you tear your hamstring, you're out for four months, and now you're just competing for your spot. But Argentina is not USA. But at the end of the day, I I do believe Argentina could win the World Cup. I think they have the talent to win the World Cup, and they have the continuity that, they, that they've been missing for the last six years, you know, to win the World Cup. And Messi is not the player he used to be in 2014 when the World Cup was in Brazil. You know, by no stretch, you know, he's not that guy. But he is the guy that could give you 45 amazing minutes, and he could score an amazing goal that nobody else can score. That's what Messi could bring to the table. He could score a goal that you can't score. You know, that, just like Cristiano Ronaldo, the same thing. He will put the ball in the back of the net.
4: Are you going to bet on uh, Miami to win the title when he goes there? That's no. what I'm asking. Like, is he going to be good enough? To, is he like he's going to carry this team be to a championship? Able to play with
5: the pace. The MLS plays with a strong pace. They, they hard tackles. A very, a very up and down pace. I think Messi will, will will shine for moments in the game, especially in the midfield, especially with the ball. And I think the problem in the MLS is scoring goals. You know, teams score goals. Don't get me wrong. But how many goals do teams not score? You know, how many goals do teams miss? you, you see strikers miss goals left and right. Those are the types of goals that Messi won't miss. You know, he's not going to miss a one-on-one versus yeah. goalkeeper. He's going to slide right by him. He's going to put away free kicks. He's going to score goals that guys in the MLS just simply can't score. And when they do score them, they're considered amazing and special. You know, Nani came into this league from Portugal. How many goals did Nani score? You know, how many goals did Slatan Ibrahimovic score when he joined the MLS? The guy was scoring at will a yeah, lot. because he just knows. Yeah, he knows how to score goals. And he and the Americans and and you know. Mexican League players and Central American League players, they, don't, they just don't put the ball in the back of the net as often as these top Class A players do. Well, it's, it's like
4: it's the same thing in hockey, Matthias. That's the difference between the AHL and the NHL, right? The American Hockey League, the players are really good, but they can't finish you know what I mean like there's a bunch of fourth line guys you know what I'm saying like yeah you could take a bunch of these guys and put them in, in a pro in, in the NHL they don't hold their own right so it's sort of like soccer like yeah this guy could be a midfielder he can hold his own but like you said that extra skill but you said look at the Martinez guy from Venezuela right it, you know what I mean he lights it up right, you know, right the guys, great example how many yeah. goals did
1: he
5: score oh my yeah, goodness exactly and he's not even that great he's a good player you know but he looks like a like a freaking all-star you know the best player in the world when he plays in the MLS you know because he's a uh, player.
4: He's a hes a natural finisher, right? He's got that natural. It's the same thing. If you remember when uh, was Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney looked drunk and hungover when he played with DC United, but like you said, man, on set pieces and stuff, bro, he'd <laughs> score from like 80 <laughs> yards out. He'd drill it and stuff like boom. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like yeah, I can't stop that, bro. I haven't seen a shot like that in this league, right? Like you said, like when it's a good point, like when Messi, I would bring him off the bench, type of deal. You know what I mean? Like you said, he can't play. This guy now you ain't playing ninety minutes, um, but you know it's an exciting time right now for soccer. You got the World Cup and World Cup uh, friendlies uh, will be coming up right now. Canada is playing Iran. I know that's uh, that that's one of them. That's going to be taking place uh, in Vancouver. For the record, right now, Harry Kane uh, for the uh, the Golden Boot, uh, gold, Golden Boot World Cup. Who's going to score the most goals? Harry Kane plus six fifty. Uh, Lukaku uh, says seven to one. Mbappe plus 850. Neymar plus 950. Ronaldo 11 to 1. Martinez 12 to 1. Messi 12 to 1. Benzema 14 to 1. When playing this, you basically want to get a player on a team that you think is going to make it to the final. But uh, we'll yeah, have time I, I to get into the this. I would roll the guys with
5: Mbappe. I would definitely yeah, roll the guys with Mbappe. He's a special player and who, who has top-notch speed right now you know he, he's, he's above he's above many other players when it comes to class and speed but also just putting the ball in the back of the net but look at the players around him you know they're going to create for him so he'll be running around loose all over the place
4: France are plus 550 the, the uh, second choice. Brazil are favorites to win the World Cup at five to one. This, you know what it's interesting what uh well it, it's interesting as far as the world cup just the dynamic of when it actually is right it's it's never been in the winter time before it's always in the summer next a world cup in the winter which i know people diehards in the soccer world didn't like it like the the domestic all the leagues hated this right like the MLS, that's why the MLS started earlier. They're gonna end earlier. Like the leagues are all screwed up because of this. The EPL plays at Christmas normally, right? Like no one was really happy about this, but Qatar has a lot of money, so right? they've got they've got a lot of money. So it is it is what it is. That's what it comes to. I don't understand personally, though, why they didn't do it a damn summertime and just play with domes. Like, I don't understand. Like, they, they have so much money there. They can build this with air-conditioned stadiums, and it wouldn't have been a problem. I think it was because they didn't want the world going there. The problem was the players, because they could have played in dome stadiums, but I think they didn't want people, like, dying on the streets from heat stroke and stuff in the middle of the summer there. This is sports
2: rage
1: That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You think I'm dead, but I'm, think not. I'm dead, but I'm not. Late-night
4: anger management class. Listen from the ashes. That's another three hours of your life you're not gonna get back. But you've been entertained, but I'm not. Quickest hundred images in sports talk, right? All right, it was cool talking a little soccer on the way out. I will tell you, I'm taking the Miami Heat tomorrow. Speaking of Messi, uh, Gloria Gloria Estefan, Miami uh, Sound Machine, Pitbull, and uh, and all that other stuff, Miami Vice. They should wear the Miami Vice jerseys, man. I don't know why they don't roll that stuff out in the playoffs. Um, I'm taking the Miami I mean, Heat. What's your pick in that game tomorrow, Matias? I'm taking the Heat on the money line. I'm not going to lay the 3.5. I'll just lay the 160. What do you got?
5: I'm taking the heat as well. Uh, I wonder if Marcus Smart comes back and plays with, you know, with some energy, depending on his condition. But you're hey, right. Will. I was wrong about the Celtics at first. But I'm going with the heat at home. Jimmy Butler proved me wrong massively. And I'm not going to bet against him at home again.
4: Yeah, me too. I've always liked Jimmy, but he's raised the game to the next level. And it's a good point that if you notice, everybody talks about every other star player in the NBA, but Jimmy Butler has just been next level. Both ends of the court. Offensively, he's just dialed in. He's carrying this Miami Heat team uh, right now. Um, There's all kinds of playoff action going on, and one thing that I have said in the past, I'm like, you know what, lacrosse should be bet on more, and there should be numbers for everything all the time, and I see it's the semifinals right now in the National Lacrosse League. And we've got numbers up for this right now. So San Diego minus 125 against Colorado. Um, all right. So San Diego minus 125, Colorado Mammoth uh, minus 115 in the semifinals, and the Buffalo Bandits take on the Toronto Rock. That's going to be lit. You want fighting? You watch this stuff. <laughs> like, man, you, know, you ever watch the National Lacrosse League? With this, this stuff's hardcore, bro. This guy, this stuff makes hockey look like like uh, badminton. It really does. Like they're nutjobs, these guys. Basically, all the players in the National Lacrosse League are like the crazy brother of like players in the NHL. Matias. <laughs> like you know I me. Mean? It's like yeah, yeah. My older brother's in the lacrosse league. He's the crazy one. I play in the NHL. Other night, you on your own later.